She was the national ski champion in cross-country skiing of Australia, where I'm from. And she had qualified for the 1988 Winter Olympics in Calgary over in Canada. And just a few months out from that, she was on a, a bicycle training ride through the Blue Mountains just outside Sydney when she was hit by a truck. And she was airlifted to hospital and spent 10 days in a coma where her parents were told that she would not live. And then she woke up and spent six months in the spinal ward. And when she was in an all-body plaster cast, as she left hospital, her father was pushing her out in a wheelchair and she was through the car park and she felt a ray of sunshine on her face and she thought to herself, I've never been so grateful for anything in my entire life. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with me, I have an amazing person that I'm really happy to, to bring uh, on the podcast and to, to have him share many of his amazing experiences in his life and also uh, what he's learned from amazing people from around the world uh, that are succeeding. His name is James Whitaker. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he is the author of the Think and Grow Rich, the Legacy book. And uh, you might have known or might know about uh, Napoleon Hill's book. And he has done something amazing with it. And I will let him share more about uh, himself and about the book itself. So... James, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Thanks for having me on, George, and very happy to be here. My pleasure, my pleasure. So um, tell us a little bit about you. Like you've done some amazing things in your life and I didn't want to bore our uh, audience in the beginning with a long list of achievements and of amazing things. Uh, but you can tell us a little bit uh, in uh, like a short, uh, I don't know, a short review of your life. Yeah, well, I grew up in, in Australia. So uh, yeah, very isolated country, but a very beautiful part of the world. And I finished high school there and all my friends and family and things were there. And then I went to university and then spent 10 years in the financial services industry. So financial planning, which really gave me an appreciation for how important it is for people to be engaged with their finances. Because like anything in life, if you ignore it or you're just not engaged with it over the time that uh, over time that can really come back to uh to bite you on the ass so the more focused you are on little things like that and finance is a very very big thing it's just not an exciting thing so it was great to have that 10-year career there in financial planning to really get a an idea of of why people are disengaged and how to get them excited about their financial future not just for them but for their parents their grandparents their children as well and then after that, I had the opportunity to go, I uh, went backpacking around South and Central America for four months, which was great fun, and then uh, moved up to Boston in America and uh, studied an MBA there, doing nine months in Boston, three months in Shanghai in China, which was a really big, uh, you know, that whole year was really eye-opening and, and so much fun. And in the last six years, I, I now live in, in Los Angeles, in California, and I've been involved in a number of entrepreneurial ventures, but most recently is co-executive producer of the brand new film, Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy, and author of the brand new book, Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy as well. So it's, it's been a wild ride, but uh, yeah, I always look forward. I like the journey rather than the, the view from the top of the mountain. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally agree because if we just strive for reaching a certain level, we get there, but we might get used to that as well, and we're we're we keep being unhappy, and that that doesn't help <laughs> us so, at all. It's so true. And one of the one of the most important things that you can that you can learn yourself is to be happy in the present, irrespective of your circumstances. So all the the amazing people who I've had the opportunity to interview, they had the gift of acceptance for their circumstances. They recognized there were things they could control and that they could not control. 
they didn't worry about what they could not control. They just went all in on what they could control, uh, that unwavering self-belief. So regardless of what achievement that you've had in your life or what low you've, you're hitting, just try and learn from that and continue striving for, for bigger and better always. I think it's just such a, an important thing. But, uh, you know, the name of your show being Gratitude, Gratitude is such an important part of it as well, enabling you to mentally reset, take stock of who you are while you focus on all the amazing things that you want to do later. Yeah, exactly. And in, in in my experience as well, it it has helped me focus on the resources and on the on the things that I do have in my situation, and um, it has been really helpful. It it actually got me to do this, uh, even though I'm not uh, from a, from a well developed country. I can still do this, and I can still reach people from all around the world, and and it's it's an amazing thing. For sure. And I think having having the inspiration and the motivation to actually get out there and do it, but not only are you doing great things for yourself, you're also inspiring a lot of other people around you. And I think you'll, you'll looking back on it in a few years' time, you'll really appreciate the extra time and work that you took to do all this stuff because having that mentality of being able to do that uh, from a country like Romania as opposed to, we were talking before the show about there are people right now in Australia and America who are talking about a lack of uh, circumstances for them to be able to do exactly what they want. So if you've got an internet connection these days, you can really get out there and, and make some big things happen. So never before has there been less of a time for uh, for excuses. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And I was actually thinking about um, uh, Napoleon Hill's book when I started out because I was interested in meeting people like you and learning how they are able to be so grateful and how it had ha- it had helped them to to reach such uh, uh big successes in their life and um i'm really curious what is your book about like what is the legacy of think and grow rich so the legacy of think and grow rich goes against the title a little bit because a lot of people see think and grow rich and think all it's talking about is money and how to be rich And the very first person in the book is the story. She was the national ski champion in cross-country skiing of Australia, where I'm from. And she had qualified for the 1988 Winter Olympics in Calgary over in Canada. And just a few months out from that, she was on a, a bicycle training ride through the Blue Mountains just outside Sydney when she was hit by a truck. And she was airlifted to hospital and spent 10 days in a coma where her parents were told that she would not live. And then she woke up and spent six months in the spinal ward. And when she was in an all-body plaster cast, as she left hospital, her father was pushing her out in a wheelchair and she was through the car park and she felt a ray of sunshine on her face and she thought to herself, I've never been so grateful for anything in my life. And they told her that she would be a paraplegic for the rest of her life, that she wouldn't be able to have kids, that she would have to get used to this new reality. And mm-hmm. sports skiing was, was her ath- athletic career. That was her identity. It was everything that she knew about. She was in her early 20s and had this very promising future. And how often in life do we feel like we've hit rock bottom if there's something that's happened with a relationship or a friendship or some type of financial hardship? But very rarely is it a immense uh, physical trauma or some type of terminal medical diagnosis. So... One day, sitting at home, trying to get to grips with this new reality, which was extraordinary, uh, extraordinarily difficult for her, as it would be for anyone in that situation, uh, she looked up at the sky, put her hands together and said, Dear God, show me a way through or show me a way out. And then one day, she saw a plane fly overhead and she thought to herself, If I can't walk, I'll fly. And a year after that, she became not only a qualified pilot, but a pilot instructor and an aerobatics pilot instructor. She now has three kids. She's written numerous best-selling books. She's got a TED Talk with two and a half million views. There's been films uh, based on her life. And after all that, when she was at home and she saw the plane, she realized that she would never pass a pilot medical if she couldn't walk. So for the second time in her life, she taught, she taught herself to walk again. And a really important part of that is that too many people today accept temporary failure as permanent defeat. Everyone in life, I don't know anyone who reaches the age of 30 who hasn't gone through 
a ridiculous amount of hardship in their life. And it's all about perspective as well. Like we, uh, it's our life. That's, that is our perspective. So it's, of course, we all feel that hardship. And, uh, but too many people, maybe they've gone through a divorce, whatever it might be, if they enable that to be a chip on their shoulder and they go through life resenting that and, and saying how lucky everyone else is or feeling like they don't uh, have the power to be able to change their circumstances, that's when they start crawling into an inc- a shrinking box but the people who are able to surround themselves with some big thinkers are able to elevate their thinking. They come up with an incredible plan and they get to work on simple and consistent action. They take extraordinary steps at the start around creating a definition of what success looks like for them, but then they focus on simple and consistent action. Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factor's delicious meals range from calorie-smart, keto, protein plus, to vegan and veggie, and they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, Discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Now, that's not sexy. That's a hard thing to sell on a Facebook ad to say simple and consistent action, but that really is the key because there are no extraordinary people. We are all born exactly the same except via a proven blueprint of success principles that were in the original Think and Grow Rich. That is how people can can create extraordinary achievement over time. And you'll notice that in that entire story, the very first chapter of the book, money is not mentioned once. So Think and Grow Rich, the legacy is about living with gratitude. It's realizing that we're all connected. Every single thing in this entire universe is connected. And you just need to sit there and create a definition of what success looks like for you. Have this pulsating desire like a flame because a a weak flame, as I say in the very first page, a weak flame is extinguished by even the slightest gust, but a strong flame, nothing is going to break that down and it can actually be turned into a a great blaze if you fan the flames properly. So uh, Think and Grow Rich, the legacy is about how to figure out exactly what you want in your life, how to create that unwavering self-belief And it's got the stories of all these different people who have been able to overcome some enormous adversity from all corners of the globe in all different industries to uh, to achieve extraordinary achievement as they define it. That's what Think and Grow Rich, the legacy is. I love it. I love it. And I love the part about thinking. Um, You might know about this or you probably know about this. Uh, We it is said that we have around 25,000 to 50,000 thoughts per day. And uh, it's also said that about 70% of them are actually negative. And uh, like you were saying, the fact that you have to do something consistently isn't sexy, isn't something that you want to do. And it's, it can be uncomfortable at times, but when you when you look at that and when you think about the fact that what's going on in your head what you're thinking most of the time is actually negative the the fact that you put your focus on on positives and you you create something positive for yourself it, it makes a lot of sense to it, for it to be very powerful right it really does and a lot of people aren't really sure on, on where to begin about changing their thoughts and I think there are too many people out there right now who feel like they don't have any control over their thoughts and that's just not true. So the first thing that I would do with people is I would get them inspired about what's possible. So share the stories of people like Janine Shepard and everyone else in this book. These are all extraordinary stories and then I've actually created a success plan template which I just give away for free. So I'll send you a link if you want to put that in the show notes and 
anyone can go and download that and share it with as many people as they like. And what you do there is you write down your perfect destination in all areas of your life. It should be something exciting to do. It's literally a wish list for anything that you want in the universe. And then you write that down from your perfect destination to five years, three years, one year, and 100 days. So then when you wake up, I use something called the five-minute journal, which have you heard of that book before? Yep. Yeah, I use the five-minute journal every day to write down three things that you're grateful for and three things that would make today a win as you define it and then a positive affirmation. And then at the end of the day, you write down three amazing things that happened that day and uh, what you could have done to improve that day. So as we're starting to do all this, we're starting to get an idea in mind of what we want to, what we want our perfect destination to look like in all areas of our life. And then we've sent that all the way back to realize exactly what we need to do today. And then look at your working environment, your living environment, the people that you're hanging around, do they inspire you? Do they elevate you to think bigger or are they stressing you out? Are you watching TV shows or movies or listening to music that's that's violent or brings you down. And I'm all for anything in moderation, but if you're not feeling inspired each day, you really need to think about all these different areas. And I promise you, if you're doing all these different things, you will see enormous uh, effects in, in your thoughts and thoughts turn to beliefs and beliefs turn to actions. That's why thoughts are so important. So uh, the people who have negative thoughts just really need to think about what success looks like for them. Follow that step that I just, uh, that process that I just mapped out and over time, that's how you start to see results. But it's it's also about not expecting a, a waterfall of results to come through on the on the first day. You need to do the work that day one requires, and always focus on the seeds you sow, not the harvest you reap. So every day, if you're focused on putting in the work, don't worry about the results. They'll look after themselves. So yeah, each day focus on putting in the work. And in the original Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill said that the poverty conscience will automatically overtake any mind that is not preoccupied with being success conscious. And that sounds, that sounds a bit fancy, but the way that I interpret that is that each day, if you do not make the decision to win in all areas of your life, you've automatically made the decision to lose. Because in this world of modern comforts and luxuries, it's so easy for us to sit there on the couch or sit there on social media and watch the show pass by and uh, you can like and comment on it and share it and feel like that you're participating in this show but really you're just you're just on the sidelines watching everyone else do it get out there and and realize your potential have the ongoing pursuit of your potential that's what makes you the happiest go and do that so that to me is is the biggest difference i love it i love it it's it's so powerful and um like like you were saying the things that we do each day it's it's the same thing that you mentioned in the beginning like the the fact that we need to do things uh each and every day that help us with becoming a better version of ourselves and living uh, a more fulfilling life experience because uh i think that the perspective that we have on on life is really important like we can have different experiences, but if we see them in a in a certain way, that gives uh, a different meaning to the experience, and uh, it can lead to happiness. Um, and it's really important. So, I wanted to ask you, how did you find 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 out about gratitude? Like, when did you first experience gratitude in your life? Oh, that's a very good question. I. I grew up with a with a good family. I've had I've had good parents who were always very supportive, and always encouraged uh, me and my brother and my sister to do whatever it was that made us happy. And we always were were very big on wanting to uh, to give back to others unconditionally. And I think more and more I've felt that responsibility coming from a good family, being raised in a, a good country, having a good education, and then in the process of writing this book, thinking grow rich, the legacy, and meeting people like. Janine Shepard, who was the story I mentioned earlier, people like Jim Stovall, who at the age of 17 was told that he would go totally and permanently blind. I feel like I'm much more um, affected or calibrated with the with the pain and the suffering of what a lot of these other people have, go, have gone through. And, and by that, I mean it affects me emotionally a lot more than it used to. And once you've gone through that, it's... Uh, I just want to help as many people as I can. And, and for the, it was only when 
Uh, I actually met Sandy Gallagher, who's Bob Proctor's business partner, and she gave me a gratitude pad to write down all these different things. But it was when I started using the five-minute journal, that is when for the first time I really added some structure around gratitude. There's a guy in the book called David Meltzer who has a company called Sports One Marketing, and he has an amazing story too. And he is so big on, on gratitude, enabling it to take to have a mental reset, take stock of who you are while you need to while you figure out exactly what you need to do to make that day a win. And that's another big common factor in every single person in this book was about gratitude. So the five-minute journal was something that enabled me to provide structure around a daily gratitude practice. Uh, you hear a lot of other people talk about the importance of journaling that can be quite confronting to stare at a blank page. So when you've got the five-minute journal, it really does map it out for you. It's just so much easier to, to commit to doing that each day than staring at a blank page. Yeah, I love that. And I love the, the idea of uh, putting, m making sure you have five minutes for this. And it's like everyone has five minutes, right? <laughs> everyone, everyone. And if you don't, you're just not making it a priority. I bet you find five minutes to watch TV each day or, or five minutes to, to scroll on social media or five minutes to complain about the news or politics or other things that are outside of your control. If you're not willing to spend five minutes focusing on your own mental well-being when you've really really got no ex uh, you can't make any excuses as to why you're not where you need to spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping cooking and cleaning up after each meal stress-free eating is just one click away this spring factors delicious meals range from calorie smart keto protein plus to vegan and veggie and they're ready in just two minutes Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Hey. Definitely, definitely. But why do we do that? Like, why do we choose to uh, go on social media or watch TV when when we could, we could do something so simple to, to have a, such a big impact in our life. It's not, it's not fun. And I, I, or it's a lot of people think that it's not fun. It's fun for me and I'm sure it's fun for you and it's fun for a lot of other people, but I think it's getting worse as well in the social media world. It's so easy to feel like we're participating, but we're not really. When we have things like Netflix where you can sit there for six hours on the couch and watch high definition uh, these great entertaining TV shows in air conditioning on a comfortable couch. It's very, very easy to do that. And an example that I use in my, in my speeches is that I haven't heard the case of, uh, of being on the fifth hour of a Netflix binge when the doorbell rings and you open the door and a, a FedEx guy hands you a check for $5 million. It just doesn't happen. If you really are elevating your thinking and you've got some really big goals, well, then you know the, the, corresponding work that you need to take to get there. So I think it is getting worse with technology, which helps us in so many ways, but it hinders us around creating our own definition of, of success. So I think people need to uh, have a big think around uh, the people that they're hanging around with, because that does make such a big difference. If you're hanging around people who are excited about plotting a course for what success looks like for them, well, then you're going to do it. But if you're hanging around people who smoke a packet of cigarettes a day or drink three liters of, of coca-cola and and talk bad about other people and watch violent things all the time and listen to violent music and that's what you're gonna that's what you're gonna def, uh, default to doing as well so uh, a big thing with that success plan template is not just for you to fill it out but it's to figure out the most important in your life whether that's a, a wife or a husband a boyfriend or a girlfriend maybe it's a roommate a best friend whoever it might be but get a copy of the success plan template, hand it to them, ask them to fill it out while you fill it out. And then you meet a couple of hours later and you talk about what's most important in their life. 
Today, we talk about things like Kylie Jenner and whether or not she's self-made, but who cares? Focus on, on what perfect destination looks like for you. And you need to talk to people about what do they, what do they care about? What are their dreams? How can you help them? What people can you possibly introduce them to? That's the, these are the conversations that we need to start having rather than complaining about the news or about uh, someone else's brand, the photo that they're putting up on, on social media. Hmm. Then I totally agree. And I personally, I'm trying to be as aware as possible when it comes to my emotions. And uh, I find it very unfulfilling when you, when you do that. Like there is a sense of connection maybe when, when you do things of this nature, um, but it's not actually really fulfilling. And I, I think that this, this is quite important. Like, for instance, uh, when we do this, we, I'm sure that you do as well. We, we feel a, a deep connection. We feel something uh, quite amazing. The fact that we are creating something, we are putting out something in the, in the universe, in the world that's positive, that's inspiring, that's creative. And uh, it feels so much better than having a conversation about, I don't know, complaining about something uh, that's happening or, or things of this nature. And th this is my experience. I don't know. I don't know about you. You're so true. And one of the, one of the I, I actually think that the way that you can make yourself the happiest is by helping other people. So I recently had the opportunity to uh, people who have come out of the, the military who often have got PTSD and a number of other uh, physical and, and, and mental issues as well. So they've been doing a lot of ocean therapy lately. So there's a foundation based about a 20-minute drive from where I live here that uses ocean therapy to help these military vets start to get their lives back on track. And uh, so we went out there for a, a friend just called me up and said, hey, we're teaching these mil military veterans to surf. Would you like to come and, and be one of the instructors? And such a rewarding thing to do. As we were driving back afterwards, we were talking about how it's it, it, helping other people is just the most amazing thing that you can do. The feeling and the satisfaction that you get, it's almost selfish because it, it makes you feel so good. So anytime you, you feel down about your own life, get out there and help other people. Maybe it's volunteering to, to help feed the homeless or, or talking to old people at a, at a hospice or some type of aged care facility. Uh, or going to teach kids at a, at a special needs school to read. There are so many different ways that you can give back to the community. And in doing so, you have perspective on all the, the multitude of gifts that you have in your own life, which is the basis of gratitude, regardless of where we're at. In my, uh, I send out a newsletter every two weeks. And in my one last week, I was talking about how Nelson Mandela, he was able to have gratitude and focus on what he wanted to achieve even after he spent 27 years in a South African prison with no idea if he was ever going to get out. So you just need to, and you're not born with this, you train yourself to be grateful. You train yourself to go after the things you want. All you need to do is start unwinding those, those bad habits, that negativity pattern, and, and just blow up some of those limiting beliefs. Definitely. Uh, and I wanted to get back to, to something regarding um, the success template. Many uh, people don't do this, like they don't set goals for their lives, for where they want to, to, go, to get to, uh, don't, don't give themselves a positive direction because they've tried different things in the past and they didn't seem to work out. And uh, they, they just quit on, on, on themselves somehow. And I think this, this, this is uh, like a challenge that people might have with this. And uh, a thing that I wanted to add also is uh, what I love about you, what you just said, is the fact that it's, it, the time span is big enough because we have a tendency to, to, to wish for something, for instance, And we give it one month. We have to make it happen in one month. If it's not one month, that's it. <laughs> it's not happening anymore and we, we call it a failure and, and that's it. And uh, yeah, I think it would be interesting if you could let us know a little bit about this and about the fact that some things do take time and that we, we can have faith and hope. 
Yeah, there's a guy called Dr. Dennis Kimbrough who wrote Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice, and his story is in Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy. And he said to me, there are no bargains at the counter of success. Success only comes to those who have paid the price and in full. And oh my God, that completely blew my head off when he, when he told me that. An example that I like to use is, um, because I'm big on helping people take ownership of their financial, physical, and mental health, because I think that's a really good combination. But if your goal is to go and do a marathon, you wouldn't start day one by actually doing a marathon. And you can apply that to, to any goal that people have, whether it's something in the gym, whether it's something with their money or whatever it might be. People are too big about taking one extraordinary step at the start. And then after, as you said, after a month or sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's even one session, they say, hey, I'm not a marathon runner. This is not for me. And they go back to doing what's, what's easy for them, sitting on the couch, eating junk food, uh, complaining about the day and watching the show roll, roll on. So a really important part of success is doing the work that day one requires. Do the work that day two requires. You've got to stay doing that simple and consistent action. But when they talk about the key to success is to take a massive determined action, it's around massive determined action about creating your definition of what success looks like for you. The rest is simple and consistent action, and that should actually be good news to everyone. But people are so busy trying to run a marathon on the first day that it's, they can't find something sustainable. Simple and consistent action is the key, but you need to do that in all areas of your life. Constantly level up the people that you're hanging around. Uh, add value. Increasingly become a person of value. Set goals all the time. I said I have a 100-day calendar reminder that goes off to remind me of, wow, it's been 100 days since my last thing. Time to redo your 100-day goals. It's, yeah, focusing on doing the work that day one requires, but allowing enough time to create your own definition of success. It's so important. Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factor's delicious meals range from Calorie Smart, Keto Protein Plus to Vegan and Veggie and they're ready in just 2 minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. And you mentioned goals and uh i do believe that it's important for us to enjoy and to appreciate each and every day and to enjoy the journey and to be present uh but also having goals and uh focusing on them and knowing that they're going to happen gives us such a positive feeling and uh when we do that we actually Instead of focusing on our fears, we focus on something creative, right? Tell That's us a right. little bit uh, about this process. Well, you're living with intent when you do that. So the people who are a big thing that I like talking about as well as authenticity and vulnerabilities and your purpose, because when you've got your, uh, your vulnerabilities out there and you combine that with your purpose, well, that adds up to creating your story. When you're living with authenticity and you know where you want to go, that is how you win the day. That's how you focus on, on living a proactive life. But most people, they wake up and they complain about their alarm clock going off. And then they hop in their car and they complain about the traffic on their way to work. And then they complain about their boss and the work they have to do when they get there. And then at lunch, they complain about people that they've seen on social media to their work colleagues. Then they complain about the traffic again on the way home from work. And when they get home and their partner asks them how their day was, they complain about it and all they've achieved is a whole lot of complaining. That's reacting to the day. And naturally, we all fall when, we, when we're not proactive, when we're not living with intent, 
We react to the day. And that's where that poverty conscience, that's where the weeds start to creep in in all areas of your life. So making exercise a priority, making gratitude a, a priority. And you can do that by making these things a habit. And because the moment that you take your eyes off the prize in those areas, that's where you're starting to react to the day. And that might be fine for one or two days, but if you look at that 10, 20, 30 years down the track, and the best example of that is finance. If you think that the government is going to be able to fund your retirement, then you're very sadly mistaken because almost every country in the world now has has some pretty serious debt. I think America last week hit $21 trillion in in national debt. In Australia, they're talking about having to to raise the age at, at, at when they can provide retirement payouts uh, and different aged care benefits for, for the elderly. So the only way that you can protect yourself against all this is by taking ownership of your life. And you can take ownership at any point, but the key is to start now. Exactly, exactly. And it, it, it's it's so true. Like if you have a perspective and you think about okay if i would be doing what i'm doing right now in the next five years in the next 10 years in the next 20 or 30 years where will i be in in those years and i think this is this can be really powerful and um if we don't have an intention probably we we could get to be in the same place like for instance one, one thing that that was really shocking for me uh, one of the first jobs that I had w- was with my mom. I was helping her with some archiving at uh, the the company that uh, she was working at. And um, we saw the files of different people. And uh, there were people that uh, entered the, the company. They were workers. And uh, they left the company at the s- in the same position, like... They they came in as I don't know a uh, uh, factory worker and they left as a factory worker like they didn't evolve at all from that point of view at least and uh, for me that was really shocking since I, I am a bit ambitious and uh, like I I want to do more and to become more and to to grow and seeing that was really incredible. And uh, there are people that are living life this way. And for me, it's really shocking. Like I, I, I couldn't think that that's actually possible, but it seems it is. It's a, it's a great story. And there's a similar one in, in Thinking Grow Rich, The Legacy, a guy by the name of Blaine Bartlett, who was working with someone called Ruben, who had been at the newspaper. I think it was 30 or 40 years in the exact same position. And that was where he was comfortable And comfort zones are great, but nothing grows there. So to actually have that growth mindset and then put yourself in a situation uh, where you're going to grow, it's so important, but it's difficult to take that first step. That's why it's so great, all the the things that you're doing. But this guy at the factory was probably not even aware of, of what was available to him. He might have felt, well, this is my life. I'm a factory worker. What else am I going to do? And that was... He, he reverted into doing that rather than focusing on where he wanted to go. He focused on what he, he didn't have. And it's you can see that around so many people right now across a whole heap of different industries, but a big challenge with uh, how quickly technology is moving that never before has it been more important to take, you know, grab, grab and take ownership of your life with both hands because before you know it, you might be, redundant look at companies like blockbuster video and and kodak and so many other companies right now there's a big question right now they say that somebody born today will they even drive a car in their lifetime and they probably won't so it's changing so quickly so working on your skills and and hanging around people who can elevate your thinking it's really important yeah and and another thing that i've uh i've seen in my life um people that are growing are are like they are younger you can you can feel that you can see that the fact that uh they are fresh somehow they they keep growing they keep learning they keep getting better at different things they they keep being uh, curious and uh there they can there can be people at i don't know 80 that are really fresh and you can have a really interesting conversation with them or they can be people at 40 that uh 
might think that they know it all and they're already old somehow. And I think this is this is really interesting. And um, from the perspective of uh, actually being aware of what's possible for you as a person and personally, and I think this is very powerful, um, taking into consideration what you were saying with the, the success template. Yeah, I've actually got a bonus chapter of Think and Grow Rich the Legacy, which specifically talks about the fear of old age. Uh, I'll send that to you as well, and you can yeah, you can send that out to uh, to everyone too. It's got some good, uh, some really good examples in there. Perfect, perfect. So I'm really curious about one thing that I usually ask my my guests as well, but uh, I think it's going to be really interesting in your case as well. Uh, so, who are the people in your life that have influenced you that you are very grateful for? Probably my parents would be would be the biggest. So they were a good combination of. So my mum was a homemaker for for many 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 years, and then later in life she decided to be a mature age student and went to university, and and she eventually became a psychologist working with abused kids. So a really interesting background. Some Some of the things that she saw were absolutely crazy. So she always was always very big on having empathy for people. She's a type of person that if someone cuts her off in traffic, she'll wave to them to make sure they're, she would, in, in her mind, she would think that, oh, wow, they're having a bad day. They might need me to wave to help cheer them up. And uh, whereas most other people, myself included, would probably do a different type of gesture. But, um, <laughs> Uh, but my dad was, uh, he was big on, on business and personal finance, but unconditionally helping people, the value of reputation. And between those two, when I, was, when I was young, I spoke about this actually in another podcast recently. When I was young, I was always jealous or envious of the kids who had parents who were out kicking the football and, and were out doing all the, the physical sporting things with them. And I just didn't really do that as much with, with my parents. It was only when I got a little bit older that I realized that my parents were, were special in a different kind of way. And, and you see that more and more. My, um, my brother's now got five kids. My sister's got three kids. Oh. And you, you see how much work is required in looking after children. And it provides you with a really strong sense of gratitude over what your parents did to look after you when you were young as well. So I think my parents were the, were the biggest influence. And I have some some very close friends who I met when I was nine or ten years old who have who were and continue to be an enormous influence on my life as well. I think there's no substitute for those really strong uh, relationships and, and friendships as well. Wonderful, wonderful, and the fact that we have so many blessings in our life doesn't mean that we uh, that we don't have things that we strive for and. I think that that this is this is very uh, very important. Like you, you mentioned, the fact that you might have wanted your your parents to be uh, playing with you and and things of this nature, and the fact that we are able to find gratitude and to appreciate uh, the experiences that we're having. I think this is extremely powerful in any situation, even even though. Uh, we are very blessed from many points of view. The fact that we can appreciate that actually gives us the gift somehow. This is this is how I feel right now. <laughs> that's that's right. And, and my uh, my friends' dads would always put on things like cool rock music and you know the the cool radio stations in the car, which I always loved. But my dad would put on a motivational cassette from Tony Robbins or something from Jim Rohn. And at the time, I was like, God, again, we're listening to this stuff, but it is amazing how much it actually uh, stays with you. So, wow, what a, great, uh, what a great way of growing up and just constantly listening to all that, all that material. It's, it's a big part of how I've been able to or how I was ready for this opportunity with Think and Grow Rich when it happened a few years ago. Amazing, amazing. So tell us a little bit about the movie. Um, how, how did it? get started like when you got the idea and uh who who do you have there in the movie and let us know everything (laughs) yeah well the original think and grow rich was released in 1937 and has sold more than 120 million copies it's the best-selling self-help book of all time and has created more millionaires than any other resource in history so it gets results more than anything else and the napoleon hill foundation has done an amazing a lot of work. They've got the book and its principles in everything from prisons to universities. 
And for the very first time, they uh, granted the rights of the book to be made a film for the first time. So director Scott Savine and the producers Sean, Karina and Joel got to work on creating this film and I had the opportunity to meet them and they said, we love your energy. How can you be involved in the project? And and I came aboard a, a few days later as author of the brand new book and co-executive producer of the film. But there's everyone from Bob Proctor, who was the face of the 2006 film The Secret, and obviously the face of the law of attraction too. Uh, people like Rob Deerdeck, a, a skateboarder from Dayton, Ohio, who has something like seven television shows now. People like Lewis Howes from the School of Greatness, Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, um, Warren Moon, the Hall of Fame NFL player. There's a, a very eclectic uh, mix of people in there. Amazing, amazing. And um, I'm sure that not every one of them, or at least I think only a few of them, um, started out with uh, great opportunities. They actually created them, right? Absolutely. And when we're talking about opportunities or, or a baseline of where you are, so the Janine Shepard example of what we spoke about at the very start, she was, you know, she was trending in the right direction but got hit by a truck in her early 20s. So anyone who thinks that they, they can't make it after that, then it's just not true. And Jim Stobel, the guy who became blind when he was a teenager, he went on to write 30 best-selling books while blind. And he hadn't written a single book before he was blind. And he created the Emmy Award-winning uh, Narrative Television Network, which provides uh, media and programming solutions for blind and visually impaired people in more than a dozen countries around the world. So they just don't listen when someone tells them they, they can't do something because the most important opinion is how you feel about yourself. That's amazing. And that's so true. And that that's why I, I uh, circling back to, to what we um, started talking in the beginning, how we think it's so important and what we think about it's so important. If we choose to feel, for instance, I, um, I have a friend uh, that, I've, that I grew up with uh, that somehow got the idea that he was stupid. And he kept repeating that to himself and saying that he can't do stuff because he's stupid. And probably it had to do a little bit with his parents or maybe in school or something like this. And I just don't believe in that. Like I don't believe in stupid people and in the fact that people are stupid or you might be stupid sometimes. I'm stupid sometimes too. <laughs> but uh it's it's such a sad thing to to identify with these things and to to continue to see yourself and to think of yourself in a certain way and uh, to stay stuck in that it's it's really sad and uh, i i think gratitude can help with this with appreciating our qualities and uh seeing the the, the resources that we have inside of us so and, true and the, the reason people feel like they're stupid is because someone else's limiting beliefs, it was them imparting their own issues on someone else by calling them stupid. And then they just picked it up as a habit after that. But it can be turned around over time as well. So we are far more powerful than we, than we truly know. So someone like Grant Cardone, who's in the book and the film, he's, he's got his very famous book uh, where he talks about 10x, like thinking 10 times bigger than you should be. When I was on the when I was interviewing him for the book, he was saying it should be called a hundred x. Literally, think one hundred times bigger than as big as you can think, and it, yeah, it's so powerful. Hmm. The, I know. I, I mean, I don't know him personally, but uh, I know of him, and I've seen some of his uh, videos, and he's like so powerful somehow in his vision and in he really puts puts out 10x as well and uh yeah totally and it, like like you said it's it's someone else's perspective and it doesn't have to be yours and uh however messed up you might think you are you still have resources and still have things that you can offer the world and i think that it's important that you do so and uh, yeah i just had to had to put this out there so um we're nearing the end of our time together and um i wanted to ask you 
where can our audience find you? Where can our audience see uh, the movie uh, or get the book? The movie and the book are both available on Amazon uh, and all like Google Play, iTunes. They're on everything. So just type in Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy. And you can also visit my website, J-A-M-E-S-W-H-I-T-T.com. I've got a free bonus chapter there, which will also add you to my newsletter that goes out every two weeks. I just want to provide as much value as I can for free. So, uh, yeah, I think you'll like it. Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much for being here with us and for sharing so many inspiring stories and uh, so many insights that are really, really helpful for each and every one of us. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now.